Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Hey, yo. Say hello to the bad guy, Scott Hall, and I've got a scoop for you. And we all know there's a lot of podcasts out there, but I encourage you to check out this one. It's called Going In Raw. You heard it here first going in raw hey friendo steve here hello and welcome back to going in raw the only pro wrestling podcast you need to be listening to right here youtube.com forward slash steven larson available wherever podcasts can be found and of course taped live at the twitch twitch.tv forward slash steven larson thank you so much to all the friendos for hanging out with us on the twitch day one over sixteen thousand. day two undetermined don't know yet because we're still rolling doing this podcast right here uh but uh it seemed like we had a really really large crowd today as well Mm -hmm. uh and uh, it was a ton of fun uh you know uh wrestlemania especially night two tonight ups and downs there was some wildly entertaining stuff and then some stuff that might have just should have probably been on a raw or smackdown like not all that exciting yeah but throughout we got the friendos with us, so if something isn't as exciting, we could just sit here yeah. and make fun of stuff. Yeah, we could do and, and shit and talk about the stuff, and yeah, it, it, it just makes you know. We we always kind of approach these watch-alongs as like, hey, we're all just friends watching the show together. Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah. and if if you if you know you're a group of friends watching the show together, and something's just not working for you. Conversation what do you do? Things. Exactly. You just start talking some shit. Uh, so, yeah, a lot of fun. Thanks so much to the friendos for hanging out. Yes. Thanks so much to the enforcer for hanging yes. out with us on both yes. days. Uh, thank um, you to our mods. Oh, we have man, the absolute absolutely. best mods in the business. The absolute mm-hmm. best. Not even close. Yes. 
Um, yeah. And then, uh, yeah, so there was Mania 2, Mania 2, Mania 38, Night 2. WrestleMania 2, King that Kong was, Bundy. That was Hulk a long Hogan. time ago. I remember running that yeah. on VHS, too. Um, <laughs> WrestleMania 38, Night 2. Yes, Sunday. Uh, like, yeah, like I sort of alluded to, Larson, I felt like there were a couple of really, really entertaining things. Namely, the Knoxville Zane match was wildly hilarious. Yeah. And then the uh, the entire debacle of the uh, Pat McAfee Austin theory, Vince McMahon versus Austin uh, versus Pat McAfee. Yeah. And then Stone Cold Steve Austin yeah. uh, stunning everybody and laughing his ass off the entire time. Uh, we were all really into that. It was hilarious. It was yeah. the absurdity of pro wrestling just right there. Yeah. And you had, you had said this best. They brought the stuff that only yeah. WWE this is, can do. This is this is the show that shows what only WWE could do. You have the massive spectacle. Night two, more so than night one, was was more sports entertainment. Mm-hmm, yeah. You had the the Knoxville Zayn match. You had the McAfee stuff with Theory and McMahon. Um, you know they they kept on, they built and they they uh, build this main event tonight of night two. As what the biggest WrestleMania match of all time? Yeah, it didn't exactly live up to the billing. No, it wasn't that different from any other Brock and Roman match. I was hoping now that we, that Roman has this new iteration of his character he's been doing for almost two years now, year and a half ish, that they would approach the match differently. But it's still the same idea that you have two final bosses essentially fighting, and then all they do is just mash the finisher button. And it's just, you know, like signature finish, signature finish with none of the story beats in between. And so the matches yeah. always, to me, felt kind of feel kind of hollow because I don't know. It just feels like everything's rushed. There's no look, man, they, they, they have a formula yeah. for Brock versus Roman. And and it's exactly as you described finisher heavy. And they seem to not want to stray away from that, with the exception now, obviously, Roman's a bad guy. So as soon as there's a ref bump or a distraction, he looks for a way to be a bad guy, to, to you know, get the advantage by any means necessary. In this case, you know, obviously, he did a low blow at one point. Um, and uh, and, and the, the, the shot to the head with the title as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, and yeah, they they tend not to stray from that formula, regardless now of the roles being reversed, and uh, and it is a bit disappointing, and it didn't feel like the biggest match of all time because of that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, you know, I understand kind of what they're getting at. This is sort of a financially, anyways, a peak for WWE because they are making money hand over fist. Brock and Roman are, I don't even think without you know or without argument the biggest stars that they've been able to create Absolutely. over the past five, 10 Absolutely. years. And so I could see that title for title. Who's going to be the unified title. Technically I could see how this would be the biggest match of all time. It didn't live up to the billing, the actual meat of the match. Uh, and we got what we figured we'd get Roman with both titles uh, and, uh, and, and to, to end the show so, and, and no, nothing, nothing else to end. That's what show. I was going to say. No, this will be absent from that because we were thinking how are they going to up the ante or at least match what night one did because night one had a little bit of everything you had a lot of really great wrestling you had the stone cold stuff at the end with kevin owens which was very sports entertainment but tons of fun mm-hmm. he had cody day de- re-debuting in wb making his return yeah like uh, by and large got a very positive reception mm-hmm, and i think yeah. people we saw this in chat people were worried well how was night two gonna match night one 
Mm-hmm. And one of the things that popped in a lot of people's head, myself included, was like, oh, they must have The Rock mm-hmm, yeah. ready to do a post-match angle with Roman. Mm-hmm. And so we were waiting. Roman goes up the ramp, get the pyro, he's holding the belts. They have the little copyright thing in the corner. Mm-hmm. They didn't go off air right away, you know, and, and especially watching takeovers for mm-hmm. a stretch, they'd have the copyright thing in the corner, and then you have this huge post-match angle happen. Yeah, right. You know, and no, it just held on Roman, and, and then uh, Brock was looking sad, and then it faded out. And you're like, okay, well, it ended. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there were, look, the the, the whole Austin McMahon thing I thought was really, really wildly fun. And, you know, that was that was enough for me to justify. Okay, that was unexpected. It was something that, you know, you figure even if you have all these bits in place, you have, you know, the the idea or the possibility that Shane might be coming in, which I'm curious to know what the real story on that reporting was. Oh, he was just there at the Hall of Fame. Oh, was he actually there at the yeah, Hall of Fame? They showed, yeah, okay. yeah, he was just at the Hall of Fame. That's all it was. Interesting they would just bring him into the Hall of Fame, though. I mean, you well, I don't know wonder. if he was necessarily brought in for the Hall of Fame or he just wanted to go to the Hall of Fame. Well, that's what I'm saying. I'm curious what that yeah. deal was. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, you think, okay, he might show up. And even though you understand that these pieces might come into play, you the, the idea that Vince McMahon is going to rip off his shirt and have a tank top on, mm-hmm. you have to see it to believe it. Even mm-hmm. if you know it's going to happen, it's like, wait, really? This is going to mm-hmm. be kind of nuts. And it was kind of nuts, and it was mm-hmm. a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and so – uh, even knowing all that stuff, it was wildly entertaining. And so that was something that when you look on on paper, when you, when we looked at, at it on paper beforehand, we have all this stuff. Eh, it doesn't look all that great. Well, we had that and that was wildly entertaining, but we didn't have the big emotional match that we had last night with Becky and Bianca. Yeah. yeah. This, this night was lacking. It really was. That. It really was. And that, and I was hoping that's how they would approach Brock and, and Roman Given their history, given just the the, the recent developments, their story, they, they've been telling the story since the end of last year. This is, was, I would assume, the culmination of it. This is when you get to some sort of, you know, like weighty emotional stuff that you got there. You got Heyman out there. Like, part of me wonders if they had to change the timeline of the story, if the, 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 the swerve with Heyman, you know, after aligning with Brock, and then, you know, then he, he betrays Brock to help Roman win. It was supposed to happen at Mania. You know, um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and and it didn't happen earlier. So that kind of felt like that, that that kind of last piece of the story to coincide with Roman's win didn't happen. Mm-hmm. And so you don't mm-hmm. get that moment. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what was supposed to happen. What wasn't supposed to happen. Yeah, I don't know. Either. Um, you know what we got tonight. It did. It, it, it was like, I don't know. I don't want to say it felt like an obligation. Um, there is the big question of where does Roman go from now? Um, I don't know what, I mean, it has, has WrestleMania backlash? I mean, a lot of the shows for this year have been, yeah, they announced, announced WrestleMania backlash. Already. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I can find the date and just give me a second sometime in May, I would assume. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so yeah, I mean it, it, you know, it, what went down was what we expected to go down, but the, yeah, there were no really big story beats that we figured might happen. May 8th. May 8th. Okay, so just over a month from now. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I don't know. Maybe him and Brock will run it back. I don't know. Brock on Pat McAfee's show seemed to indicate that he likes doing this and he wants to stick around and do it. But maybe that just means he wants to show up four times a year. You know, maybe yeah. that's his version of of uh, being into it. I don't know. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I don't know. We could just run through it and we'll sure. see, you know, what... Uh, but, what I mean, it was, yeah. it was... I'll put it this way. It was... 
it ex- WrestleMania Night 2, 38, Night 2, exceeded my expectations for entertainment. Um, but none of the matches exceeded any of my expectations for what they could be. Mm-hmm. The Gable Stevenson bit was fun. Yeah. That was fun. I mean, that that's a WrestleMania moment. That's not something that you'd see on a Raw necessarily. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah that yeah. was a moment. Uh, so we'll get into it. Show opens up. Triple H. He gets the music. He comes down, spits water everywhere, gets in the bow ring. Bow down to the, bow down to the king. He's got his boots, his wrestling boots. So he puts them he's down in the ring. He's got his boots with him. Yeah. You know, he throws up a two sweet for the crowd. And he says, I just want to come out and say thank you. And to show the fans uh, love the best way I know how. Welcome to WrestleMania. Bunch of pyro goes off. He leaves. His boots are there. Um, and we start the show. Yeah, it was it was a wonderful way to kick things off. You know, obviously he's been through a lot mm-hmm. uh, over the past uh, year or so, really. I mean, with all the NXT stuff, um, and then of course, you know, his his heart issues. So it was great. It was great to see him there. And then and then yeah, he left his boots in the ring. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that, that it felt. It. I wonder if this was a good moment for him just to get that closure, gets to get that. You know. Yeah. That that was a nice moment there. There it was. Uh, show kicks off with RK bro again. Once again, no kickoff show matches. Uh, so the show kicked off with uh, RK bro versus Street Profits versus Alpha Academy for the uh, the Raw tag titles. Uh, before the match, uh, it was noted that Gable Stevenson was uh, was there watching front row. Mm-hmm. And uh, look, this was a really fun match. It was good. Um, nothing that felt. Six, besides the post-match stuff with Gable Stevenson, nothing really felt like this couldn't be top of the second hour match on Raw or yeah. a Raw opener. It you was know? very, like, RK-Bro tag matches follow a very specific pattern. Mm-hmm. Riddle gets some stuff in. He is isolated for 60% of the match. Orton gets the hot tag, goes on to run, and the only unknown variable is if they hit RKOs to win or not. That's pretty much it. Sometimes they do, yeah. sometimes they don't. In this instance, yeah. they did. Both in fairly spectacular fashion. Mm-hmm, yeah. Uh, so uh, Dawkins hits Orton with a spine buster. Uh, he takes out uh, Otis with a tope over the top. So Ford goes up top, set up for the frog splash. And then Riddle hits a springboard RKO on mm-hmm. him. Mm-hmm. And he tumbles to the floor. And so Gable, he jumps off the top. Orton gets up. Bang. RKO for him. Pins him to get the win. Uh, really spectacular sequence. It was a really fun finish. But then... Most of their matches on Raw have really cool finishes. Like, there's always some variation of like Orton doing one of Riddle's moves, Riddle's doing RKO, mm-hmm. they're doing something crazy. So, look, this was a lot of fun, uh, but it was kind of no different than anything we'd see on Raw. So, uh, afterwards, of course, now that the battle for the the titles is over, Street Profits are like, "Hey, RK Bro, uh, uh, let's let's toast, let's have the drink, like let's celebrate together for this good match." Mm-hmm. And so uh, 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 Montez Ford has his like a uh, prime mega solo cup yeah. with, you know, the good stuff in it. And so he gives solo cups, the other two guys, and then, you know, he pours them and then they look over and they're like, oh, Gable Steve's in here. He's going to be our guy. He's going to be coming over to raw. He's, he's our guy. Let's get him over here. So Gable, he, he looks around. He's like, am I allowed to jump the barrier? And so he jumps the barricade. Gets in, they give him a cup, and then uh, uh, Chad Gable comes from out of nowhere and smacks that cup out of his hands, and uh, and then Street Profits and RK Bro very slowly get out of the ring and see how the new kid's gonna handle this confrontation. 
And so Chad Gable uh, gets on the mic. Uh, uh, Gable snatches it from him. Chad snatches it back from him. And uh, well, Gable has already taken a shirt off, by the way. Yeah. And with his uh, humble beast tattoo, and he's got a lion here and a bear here. Mm-hmm. And uh, he gets he gets on the mic. He says, "Remember, when you're in my presence, you need to shoot." <laughs> and then Gable just out of nowhere hits him with the big overhead belly to belly. Uh, and then Gable goes to the floor. Uh, Gable Stevenson. Yeah. They're going to change Chad Gable's they, name. Yeah, I think they are. They are. Stevenson They're going to have a match is- on Raw or something, and if, if Chad loses, he has to change his name. There you go. Uh, so Stevenson goes to the floor, and uh, they all finally get their drink on there. Yep. Yep. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Uh, next, we had Amos versus Lashley. Now, this is kind of the the litmus test. Is this going to be the start of a massive push for Amos? Or no. No. Or no. <laughs> so Moss comes out. He's got a new tank top. has some nice, like, uh, piping on it. Uh, yeah. Lashley comes out with a brand new entrance. It starts, like, the camera starts low and comes up, and he's, you know, flexing and stuff. It's amazing. It's fantastic. It's got red and black on it. Yeah, he's got yeah. Wolfpack he's colors. Got gear. Everything about No MVP. And, by the way, during the kickoff, there was an interview where he, he was he was asked about a Moss. No MVP and pure, genuine yeah. baby face it was really Bobby good. Lashley. It was really good. And really I, good stuff. I like the entrance on Lashley or the lighting on Lashley's entrance because it, it was really dramatic. Mm-hmm, it was like underlit. Yeah. It was great. It was fantastic. Is this now? I know the report was he's supposed to go away from surgery. Who knows if that's true? Yeah. 
is let me ask you something. Do you think that this was done specifically just for the Amos thing? Or is this signaling that Roman is going to stick around as champion of Raw and SmackDown and they're making Lashley a face, another possible opponent yeah, oh, totally. for the heel Roman Reigns? I mean, coming out of WrestleMania, the especially Raw's main event scene looks pretty solid. You got Lashley, you got Seth, you got Cody now. Yeah. Um, you got Edge. Mm-hmm. You got Edge. Yeah. Like the main event scene on Raw looks really good. Mm-hmm. You still have AJ there. He's a singles yeah. guy. AJ yeah. versus Roman, something that I don't think we've seen. Not not this version of Roman. No. Not this version of Roman, yeah. Um, so, yeah, there there's a lot of people there for Roman, unless they do what Meltzer suggested they they might do, and that's just have him drop it. But I, I don't know, man. I don't know. I was looking after the main event if there's any clues as far as how Roman would treat the belts. It's a small thing, but at, at the end... He, he held on to the Universal title and handed the WWE title to Heyman. Really? That's interesting. That, that is interesting. Be, that could be nothing or it could be something. I don't know. Don't know. It, yeah, I don't know, man. It, it wouldn't. It would not shock me. It would not shock me if, and maybe, I don't know, maybe the smart thing would be to have Roman do that. Edge would be a killer for new Raw champion. A killer. Because he had that repackage tonight, which yeah, was just apparently he's getting a faction. So you build up a baby face to take down the heel faction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I, I, I would like to see a unified champion. I think it'd be good. But Roman's going to be tied up with those titles. Maybe that'll just—I don't know. Maybe that would kill it. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. You got to do something with those mid card titles if exactly. that's the case. You but, start elevating those. But yeah, getting back to Amos. It, yeah, dude. So. uh you know, once we saw Lashley come out, we were kind of all like, I've lowered my confidence points. I know you said you're on the verge of changing the Lashley. Yeah, it really was. I lowered my confidence points on, on Amos too. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and I wasn't prepared to go there, but I mean, I did lower my confidence points, but we had said all along, this is going to be kind of interesting. Are they going to keep on trucking with Amos and, and have him beat Lashley? And no. They didn't. What does that tell you about Amos? He's not ready to take that next step. Is that what they're thinking? Maybe. I don't know. I don't or know. just, hey, get in there with a guy who's a dominator who, you know, I mean, is this, are we just, are we missing the, uh, the what is it, the forest for the trees? Are they, are they just looking at Amos as, hey, let's build this guy up so that Lashley can be a, a contender to Rome? Entirely possible. Entirely yeah, possible. They, yeah. Yeah, you know, um, I mean, Amos has a lot of tools. I think he, there's a lot of potential there uh, for him to be a potential main eventer. I think from a character perspective, he's solid. You know, his mic works all right, yeah. decent. Um, if, I, if I can, think, yeah, if he can smooth out some of the in-ring stuff, who knows? There's a lot of the, 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 that's the main problem. There's a lot of smoothing out to do, yeah. like a lot. Yeah, and he is comfortable talking, mm-hmm. which is great. You know, the, like you said, the character stuff. He's comfortable. I don't know how you get around that in ring stuff. Nobody, nobody wants to see that stuff, man. It's just, it's it especially tonight. This was the most. This was the most. This was the most ambitious of a match he's been placed in. Mm-hmm. And like, there, it's not. It's not. It, it doesn't look good. It just, it just doesn't look good. I don't know what you do with that. I mean, yeah. reps for how long? Like, how many years oh, do you I need know, reps for this? I know. I know. Um, I know. So, I don't um, know. yeah, I mean, early on, Amos gets a lot of his stuff in. Lashley's looking for a hurt lock. Amos blocks that. Gets some more of his stuff. Uh, eventually, uh, he locks on a bear hug. 
rams Lashley into the corner, and Lashley mounts a comeback, uh, eventually hitting a suplex, spears in the back. Apparently, I lost some of my notes here about the finish of the match, but I believe it was what? A spear? Two spears? Get the win? Um, or was it just one yeah. spear in the back? Well, it wasn't a dominator, so yeah. No, yeah it, it was, was, just no, it was spear. a spear to the back, but then there was another. I think there was another spear after that. I think. Uh, after that, we had Sami Zayn versus Johnny Knoxville. Everything goes. Anything goes, rather. Yeah. Um, dude. This was this was so entertaining. This was so Knoxville's wearing the same uh, red and white outfit he had at the Rumble. Mm-hmm. This time he had a cape. My God, dude! There was a uh, you had a table with a bunch of rat traps glued to it. Mm-hmm. You had a giant rat trap which played into the finish. You had uh, this device that was like a swinging leg that is designed to kick somebody in the balls. Yeah. Um. You had a taser. Mm-hmm. There was, uh, did I mention the giant hand? The giant swinging no, hand? I didn't I think get I that mentioned part it. yet. That was my favorite. Because here's the thing about this match that is very underrated is the TV production. WWE, get, rightfully so, gets a lot of shit for their TV production. Too yeah. many cuts, too many crash zooms. Yeah. This actually showed Kevin Dunn's fundamentals are there if you want them. Yeah. Because that when when the giant hand came out of nowhere... Like this thing's just sitting there, and they and they really did frame this out. Well, I mean, if you think about it from a logical sense too, the absurdist nature of it, this giant contraption with a humongous hand that apparently Sammy at no point during the match ever saw. Right. You know. Yeah. And then, I mean, this is a huge thing. Yeah. This is like a three foot long hand. Yeah. Maybe longer. This comes out, smacks him. And it was never. Re- I don't think it was ever actually explained how it was activated. No. Or how it <laughs> he got just there. went. And but like, is it the absurdity of it is what made it? Mm-hmm. You know, it, this is the entertainment value here. It was basically a, 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 a DDT, like an old school DDT pro comedy match, but with a huge budget. Yeah, right. Or a larger yeah. budget. You know. Yeah. Tongs to the tongs to the dick. We got. We totally got Party Boy. Yeah, that was great. Ripping off the pants. Uh, uh, Pat talking about the cheeks. Mm-hmm. We had Wee Man sl- body slamming Sami Zayn. It was oh, a lot of man. fun. It was tons this of fun. This was wildly fun. It was. I this mean, was wildly fun. We could fun. list the spots, but it wouldn't do it justice. Just go check it out. Just go check it out. Go it's hilarious. It out. And like I said, the giant mouse trap, uh, Johnny, uh, uh, Johnny Knoxville closed that, snapped it on Sammy, and then pinned him to get the win. And then even after they all leave, Sammy's still trying Straight to get out of the, get off. It was He's so selling good. the giant rat trap. It was it was a magnificent piece of comedic wrestling. It really, it really was. was. It really was. It was tons of fun. Uh, after that, we had the women's tag title bout: Sasha and Naomi versus Liv and Rhea versus Shayna and Natalia versus the champions Carmella, Zelina Vega. Uh, I guess I should I should have stuck with my gut in this one. Initially, I was yeah, like, Sasha and Naomi, <laughs> we're gonna win. And then they they had to win on SmackDown. They go home SmackDown. It's what threw the down. Yeah, I know. On. Yeah. Yeah. Same. Yeah. But, you know, like Naomi makes her entrance and everybody in the crowd's got giant uh, glow sticks. Sasha drives up in like a vault colored Lamborghini. But what do we always say? When entrances no mean such nothing. Thing is, I know because Liv and Rhea, they had matching like Batman, Catwoman gear. They had yeah, matching was, gear. Yeah. And that's why I was like, OK, yeah. I'm going to go. I'll, I'll put my my one confidence point on them. They got matching gear. Yeah. I just figured Zelina was eating the pin so much. And her and Carmella was on the on the wrong page the entire build. I was like, oh, this is where they'll stay on the same page. Plus, mm-hmm. we just got a wildly entertaining face win mm-hmm. uh, in the previous match, and that's how you balance it out. Yeah. Um, 
But uh, but yeah, I mean, look, I'll be honest with you. I don't feel too bad about this one. I know when, no. when Naomi first came out and, and, and you know, I only had one confidence point on it. Uh, Naomi came out and she was doing the discount double check mm-hmm. and Sasha came out. And she that's her partner. Yeah. Um, you know, when that first started, I was like, oh, that's going to be the thing. But the more I thought about it, it was like, OK, well, hold on a second. Sasha seems more interested in being a Star Wars character right now than WWE wrestling. Who knows how long she's going to be along or she's going to be around. Yeah. And on top of that, Charlotte needs that's opponents. what I thought about too. Is is if Ronda's done for a bit, Charlotte needs opponents, and the two most likely contenders for her title would be Sasha and Naomi. Yeah, yeah. So I thought, okay, yeah. there's there's like the the there's more uh, depth on the the women's roster on Raw. Mm-hmm. So it would make all the sense in the world for the belts to go to Raw. Yeah, so it's, you know the rosters. There's just a larger roster there. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they didn't really. Build <laughs> we were wrong first- at all counts. <laughs> We were wrong everywhere. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Maggie <laughs> uh, here brings up Sasha finally getting her mania win, great. and they didn't really play that up all that though. much. Uh, but uh, but then when you see them with the titles, it, it just it makes all the sense in the world. And this was this was a very fun match. I mean, they have done all sorts of permutations of these competitors in matches against each other leading up to this uh, WrestleMania match. So I was making such a huge point about SmackDown, the size of the women's roster and Raw SmackDown. It's the difference of one, just one. Oh, okay. Hmm. Raw's got 11, SmackDown's got 10. Okay. Anyways, continue. Sorry. Yeah, I'm putting it through my head. They've actually, they've done such a, they've done a really wild disservice to the Raw women's roster. Like, they had, like, Dewdrop has been, and they've been fun matches, but, you know, when you have her getting beat by Bianca, like, 10 times over the past three months, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, uh, Nikki A.S.H. was nowhere to be found. Which mm-hmm. is kind of sad for. I don't think she's injured, um, but yeah, she wasn't here at Mania. Alexa, Alexa hasn't really been seen since. Alexa Chamber. Bliss hasn't been seen, mm-hmm. which is nuts. So I mean, also on SmackDown, two of the ten are Ronda, who might not be sticking around, and then Sonya Deville, who doesn't wrestle very often. I just said when I said Alexa's name, my thing started talking. I was oh, like, dear. why did that activate? And then, <laughs> All right. Good thing she's not around. Otherwise, that'd be a problem. I'll have to deactivate that thing. Uh, so anyways, yeah. Uh, the finish saw, uh, let's see here. Sasha hit a frog splash on Carmella. Got two with that. Locks on a bank statement. Zelina Vega pulls Mella out of the ring as Naomi's trying to get her. Sasha hits Vega with a meteora off the apron. Mm-hmm. And then Sasha and Naomi hit their finisher 
their combo finish mm-hmm. for the win. Mm-hmm. Um, great looking finish too. Yeah, it was great. A lot of fun, a really fun match. Uh, after that, mm-hmm. we got AJ Styles versus Blue Edge, or I guess tonight it was Purple Edge. Seeming like mm-hmm. his his ring gear oh. was 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 a uh, uh, shout out to the Undertaker. It is it's Undertaker. Edge. It's basically it's Undertaker it's edge, it's yeah. Ministry Edge, Undertaker Edge, whatever you want to call it. His him. jacket was very Undertaker. He had like it was kind of a uh, 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 Sephiroth too from uh, Final Fantasy VII. He had the cape going down one shoulder. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, um, very dramatic entrance with the throne and lighting and flames and stuff. And then AJ got an entrance and apparently he walked into the the, the set. And busted his face open. Was that like the most lose entrance? <laughs> because he just had a massive. It was like a dime like, sized hole, it looked like in his face. Yeah, it was huge. And it was just bleeding all over the and place. And it was already swollen up, too. By the time he, he got looks, out there, and you could tell it just he he was he was not happy about it. It he, I don't think he was happy at all. No, he wasn't. It wasn't. Yeah. And this match got, took a little while to get going, but once it got going, it, it was pretty solid. Um, uh, Edge's gear looked great, though. That was really good stuff. His gear, honestly, his gear looked great. This, uh, you know, Edge is capable of putting on really, really great matches. AJ, of course, is a walking great match machine. Yeah, this was a, Edge's thing. I think right now is going to be methodical. I think and, so. And, and this is going to be a series. I know I said the same thing when it was AJ and Nakamura after they had their mania match. Oh, this will be a series. The blow off match will be the, will be really good. And AJ and Nakamura's blow off was the best of their three matches they had, but it you know is it pale in comparison to the work in New Japan. Edge and Randy's second match, the greatest match ever. That was really good. That was a really damn good match. Really so if good. they go in that direction with this, because I probably think this is going to be a series as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, as long as the matches build and then the the payoff is good, then fine. Yeah, yeah. But now this, I'll be honest, that this match didn't do much for me. It really didn't. Um, it did introduce uh, Damian Priest. Of course, this had been reported by Fightful that there was going to be a faction involved for Edge and uh, Priest. I think this is a good role for him. He's been really floundering lately. Yeah, ever since not doing a whole title. lot. Yeah, yeah. Ever since dropping the U.S. title, and even predating that, he got that terrible gimmick where he was, you know, you know. Here's the possibility of, of something cool that can happen out of all this. I know Priest hasn't really done much with Finn since losing that U.S. title. But what if a, uh, uh, AJ has to recruit somebody to help him take on Edge and Damian Priest? Too sweet me, brother. Too sweet yeah. me, brother. We yeah. get AJ and Finn teaming up to take on Edge and Priest. That might be pretty neat. That'd be a great idea. I think that'd be really awesome. Call them the OGOC. Oh, gosh. You know, that's what they're going to yeah, It's going to be stupid like that. <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't mean to bring you down. <laughs> My no, bad. It's fine. It's fine. I could have just waited until it happened and then we could have yeah, talked Yeah, we could have talked shit on Raw about it or the exactly. Raw recap about it. So uh, AJ is going for a phenomenal forearm. Edge evades that. Edge hits AJ with a spear or goes for a spear. AJ leapfrogs him, hits the Styles Clash. Edge kicks out. Not very many people have kicked out of the style cl- Styles Clash in WWE. That was happened. pretty nuts. That was pretty nuts. It was pretty nuts. So AJ's looking for a yeah. phenomenal form, and Damian Priest, Damian Priest, just shows up at ringside. And just takes a, a beat. AJ looks at him. Priest is just standing there. He's not doing anything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So AJ's going for the form. Uh, Edge counters with the spear to get the win. Afterwards, Priest gets to the ring, and uh, he and Edge just kind of laugh at each other, turn to the crowd, arms raised. You were gone, but somebody in chat asked if when you and I created going in raw, if we stand stood next to each other and put our hands up. I don't recall doing no. that. No, because we it's were. It's we been were, a long time. It was like on a, a video call because we were doing 
voiceover remotely with Dan Nerdcube, and that's when the podcast was created. So we were in the right, same right, room together. Right. Ah, I remember yeah. I was in you my didn't... closet. <laughs> because the, the audio was better in there. The audio was better in the closet. I think I recorded a couple of voiceovers from the closet. I recorded one from the like the, the uh, back of my car. Mm-hmm. Like Lacey and I were downtown, and you were like, hey, uh, I need a quick, I needed some pickups from you for this voiceover. And I was like, yeah, I'm downtown. I'll do it on my phone real quick. Coming this November, the Halo, rookie. the rookie. Uh, yeah. Anyways, uh, so yeah, new faction, great. Uh, after that, who else would be in this faction, Larson? Uh, Rhea Ripley. Yeah, that's a good one. One more person. Gable Stevenson. <laughs> he gets like all gothy. He's like, "Look, guys, here's the thing that a lot of people don't know about old Gabe Stevenson. I love theater." Can I be part of this new theater group that you're putting together, Edge? And he's like, well, it's not really a... Yes, you can be part of it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You can be in our theater group. He's like, yeah. hey, boss, come on. This is Gable Stevenson. He's a big deal. Yeah, no. Thank you, Dean. Exactly. Yes, we love theater. Well, I mean, Edge is an actor now, so... <laughs> what? You said actor? Yeah. <laughs> I'm an actor. <laughs> he is an actor. Uh, after that, we had Sheamus and Rich Holland versus The New Day. The New Day came out in Biggie gear. The singlet, the robe. It was beautiful. It was amazing. They were doing the, yeah. they were doing the thing, <laughs> the wiggle. And they still, ha- and they still had them lose. It was like a two-minute match? It was super short. And it was all... And it gets worse. Go ahead. So so New Day, they, they, they attacked Sheamus and Ridge before the bell. Bell rings. Kofi hits Ridge with, uh, Ridge with Trouble in Paradise, and Sheamus breaks up that pin. And then for, I don't know, a good minute and a half, Sheamus is totally completely distracted by Pete Dunne just being an absolute hothead ringside. He's, like, trying to get in the ring to attack somebody, and Sheamus literally has to pick him up and hold him back. Like he's a little kid. Yes. <clears throat> like he's a child, yeah. So, Kofi uh, uh, is going f- uh, looking for a double uh, axe handle, and then uh, off the ring steps on the floor, Sheamus hits him with a broke kick. And so Pete Dunn gets on, said Seamus now is it holding Pete Dunn. Pete Dunn gets on the apron to distract the ref. Seamus gets the ring, hits Xavier Woods with a broke kick, and the Ridge hits his finish to get the win. And afterwards, Pete Dunn gets the ring and starts punching Woods a little bit. And then Ridge and, and Seamus literally have to pick him up and hold him back. Nothing. If we actually get to the point where we see Butch wrestle, He's going to have to change up his whole style to remain in character. And that's a shame because he's like a world-class wrestler. I know. I know. It is a tra- it is it, it is honestly a tragedy. Like I don't know somebody who's been booked as a character so diametrically different, so completely the opposite of what they were before. I know. As Pete Dunne is Butch. It's not just a name change. No, it's a complete character. I mean like at least Walter Gunther is still Walter at everything but name. Well, most things but name. You know, like they've. No, he is. There, there's a. And I get that with Pete Dunn, the idea was it's still Pete Dunn. But clearly they're retconning that out. Yeah. This is a new person. Yeah. Um, The whole bit about you used to know him, know him by a different name. No, I, no, he didn't. No, nope, not this character. I don't know who this guy is. Don't know who this character is. But no, Gunther, Gunther is, he's just Walter. Walter, he explained it. He's like, hey, my grandpa was Walter, but I'm not, or something. I don't know what it was. It was his grandfather was Gunther, and he was the one that introduced him to, to wrestling. 
Okay. Because what he said at um, first, it was what you said, and then the next week commentary said is what I said what I said. Ah, uh, yeah, they, they had to wreck on that too. Okay. Yeah. Even he was confused. Um Yeah, it's 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 a shame. Mm-hmm. It's it's a total shame. Mm-hmm. This is like, you know, Conan comes in and he's Max Moon shame. Mm-hmm. Kind of on the same although they probably let Max Moon wrestle the way Conan does. <laughs> probably. Yeah, it's crazy. It is it's crazy. It's crazy and it's lame. Let Pete Dunn be yeah. Pete Dunn. Uh, after that, we had Austin Theory versus Pat McAfee and Vince, Vince McMahon, comes down the ring, introduces Austin Theory as a future Universal Champion, not just WWE Champion or future champion, future World Champion, Universal Champion. So Austin, he's Theory. on, he's on Raw. Yeah. That's something. Well, no, man. There's got to be something to that, man. I guess I mean, Austin Theory's beating Roman like, Reigns. There we go. We have it confirmed by the chairman himself. Right there on TV. Right there. Yeah. So uh, Austin Theory comes to the ring, takes a selfie with Vince. They ponied up some money to get Seven Nation Army for Pat McAfee's entrance. And so the whole crowd's singing along. He's got the Dallas Cowboy cheerleaders with him. Somebody Brilliant hands him a football. Intro. He punts it into the crowd. Oh, and it goes deep. Well, he's he's an all-decade punter. <laughs> you never know, man. He's got a pressure situation. He's got jeans oh, on. Some tell me Pat McAfee does not feel pressure. <laughs> yeah, right. I think that that part is disconnected in his brain, man. This was this was beautiful. This was, this was awesome. Fun. Yeah, this was tons of fun. Yeah. Uh, so, anyways, he punts it. So uh, the match happens. Pat has a fast start. Uh, uh, they they go out a little bit. There's a couple impressive bits from here from Pat McAfee. He hits a Rana. He still has really impressive leaping ability. Yeah, I know. He's a, he's um, a really good athlete. No, he is. He, he totally is, yeah. Uh, hit some suplexes. Um, let's see here. He shoulder tackles Theory off the apron onto the announce table. Pat puts on a headset, grabs a drink, pours it over Matt. He pours the ice over his head, starts slamming his head in the announce table, puts Theory back in the ring. Pat goes up top, and he goes for a swanton. Just eats Matt. And this was a he got some air on this thing. Yeah, he did. Uh, theory hits a belly to back. It's two with that. Uh, theory goes up top. Pat hits him. Looks for a superplex. Theory fights him off. Pat does a flip off the top and sticks it. Completely lands on his feet. Hits theory with this. Goes back up. Hits theory with a superplex. He gets two with that. Uh, uh, Pat goes for a punt. He misses that. A punt on on Austin Theory. Not on the football. Right, not on a football this time. Uh, let's see here. And then Theory eventually looks for his finish, A-Town down, and uh, Pat reverses that into a roll-up for the win. Uh, then Vince walks over to Pat. <laughs> and then Pat goes over uh, uh, to, he tells Vince, because Vince is like yelling at Theory. And then he yells at Pat. Pat tells Vince, hey, come on, get in the ring then, old man. And uh, Vince's like, me? And he sort of starts to take off his jacket. Crowd pops big. He puts it back on, starts to walk, and then thinks about it again. Pat jaws at him some more. Then he takes off his jacket. Crowd's starting to get a little hype for this. And then he rips off his shirt, and he's got that tank top under Yeah, they used to wrestle in. I know. It was great. Mm-hmm. It was great. Uh, he gets in the ring. Ref gets in the ring. And mind you, like, commentaries as confused as we are. We're like, what's going on? Why is there a ref in the yeah. ring? Yeah. Uh, and, so, uh, and so the ref gets in the ring. And then as they're talking shit, Theory comes over from behind, lays out Pat. Vince tells him to leave. Bell rings. We have a match. Vince McMahon versus Pat McAfee. And this was utterly ridiculous because Vince had some of the the 
I understand he's 35 years old. So, Oh, but this, this relates to the theory that we were talking about yesterday. As you get older in pro wrestling, you get stronger, yes, because Vince was, was hitting Pat with some pretty weak-looking shots. Oh, I don't know. Those four, those, those, those clotheslines look pretty. They look decent. Mm. Pat was selling them. Pat, was, Pat selling. was selling them. Yeah. But Vince was taking two steps and just kind of doing that. Mm-hmm. You know, as Pat was selling them, yeah. So he he would hit a clothesline, slam Pat's head into the corner, hit another clothesline, same thing. Uh, Pat gets to his feet. He tells Vince, come on, let's go. Theory trips him up, crotches him around the ring post, and then Vince gets the football and teases like he's going to kick it into the crowd. Instead, mm-hmm. he kicks the football into Pat's midsection and covers him to get the win. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so, it was absolutely ridiculous, it was, but it was hilarious. It was the premise of a 75-year-old dude in the ring who's not even was never a wrestler. Never a wrestler. I mean, he wrestled. Yeah. Never a good wrestler. Yeah. From a fundamental yeah. technical standpoint. Yeah. Um gets in the ring. But in the same in the same respect, and I know, I know there are massive differences obviously. But it's also pretty ridiculous that a guy Sting's age at 62 would be no-selling big moves oh, yeah. from guys 30 years. I'm not saying I can't appreciate you know. the ridiculousness of it, um, Yeah, but it's ridiculous. Oh, it's completely, completely ridiculous, but ridiculous. therein lies the entertainment value in a lot of pro wrestling. The, the entertainment lies in the ridiculousness. Totally, totally. Uh, so Vince tells the theory, hey, go pose in the corner for the crowd, and then Theory does that for a bit, and then he asks Fitz for a hug. And Vince mm-hmm. hugs him. Mm-hmm. Glass breaks. Stone Cold comes out. So he comes to the the ring and he's getting he's giving Vince a bunch of shit about the Pat McAfee stuff, theory, whatnot. Um, and theory tries to take a shot at Stone Cold. Bad move. He gets a stunner. Sells it like an absolute champ. He tries oh, to outdo the rock. He does like two flips, bouncing all the over ring. the place. It was great. Yeah. And so Vince is pleading with Austin, "Don't stun me." And Stone Cold's like, "Hey, how about we have a beer?" And Vince at first is hesitant, and he's like, "Okay." You're not going to beat me up. So they get beers. Just and a beer. Vince cracks it open and just leans over. Here, I have a beer can from earlier and does this. Yeah. He like, because Austin wants the, he wants the toast. Yeah. And, and Vince is like, wait, 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 wait. And he wants to taste it first. Yeah. So he goes. <laughs> and he's like, hey, it's good. And he nods his head <laughs> and then they toast. They drink some beer. Guess what? He gets a stunner too. Okay, but let's talk about this stunner really quick, Larson. This is brilliant. I, on friend on 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 overrun this week, we might have to do a frame by frame yeah, analysis of this stunner. We think we do because it was. I gotta write this down because between, that's a great idea. Between kick to the gut and actual stunner, there's a good twenty five seconds that elapsed. So he kicks him in the gut, but Vince, in selling the gut kick, number one doesn't really sell it. He starts to stumble around a bit. And he sort of bounces off the ropes. Austin's already laughing at this situation yeah. Yeah, he because he's just trying to get his damn neck to crank him for a stunner. Yeah. And so finally he does, and it's it's on par with the worst of the Vince Stunner cells. Oh, yeah. He just sort of falls like a sad sack of potatoes, literally out of his shoe. Yeah. Austin is laughing his ass off. He is, and I don't think, by the way, Austin realized that Vince was going to do the sippy thing first because he was cracking up. Yeah, what you could always tell when it's legitimate. Yeah, yeah, he was cracking up at the sippy stuff. So Vince is he sells this stunner in the worst way. Uh, uh, he um, he invites 
Pat McAfee to the ring. Austin does. Yeah. Because Vince is taken care of and he rolls out of the ring and there's people attending to him. Pat comes into the ring. Austin hands him some beers. They pose in the corners. You think everything's fine. Of course, we know better. Drink some more beers. Of course, Stone Cold hits him with a stunner. Pat does a really great sell job. He falls on his back and just spits beer everywhere. It was great. He sp- yeah, he does the fountain. He spits beer everywhere. And so Austin is just, he is laughing his ass off, drinking beers. And then the camera cuts to Pat after about three minutes or so. And he's just dead on the ground, but he's got a beer and it's over him. And it's just like pouring into his mouth it was great. while he's selling the stunner. It was great. Brilliant. It was wildly hilarious. It was really great. Uh, after that, we get Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar, our main event. So Roman's out first. He just tells the crowd to acknowledge him. Um, and when the bell rings, Brock immediately takes off his fight gloves. Because mm-hmm. he's been saying, I'm coming for blood, Roman. Maybe if they'd actually followed through. I know they don't do blood anymore. If they'd actually at least followed through oh, on that story. Do blood. You got the stroke. Do the blood. And that's the story. It's like it's mm-hmm. like Brock for the longest time. It's like I, I you know, I, I want to uh, unify the titles. I want to take what's most important to you, Roman. They shifted from that from the same for Brock saying, "I'm coming for blood now. You busted mm-hmm, me open. Yeah. I'm going to bust you open now." Yeah, and right. They didn't even follow through on that. Yeah, it's disappointing. Anyways, you know, this yeah. is a typical Roman Brock match. It's a bunch of finishers, a bunch of spears and suplexes and F fives. Uh, so down the stretch, Brock's looking for another F five. Uh, Roman rakes uh, Brock in the eyes, spears Brock into the ref, hits a low blow, gets the title from Heyman, blasts Brock with it, covers or kind of uh, gets the the ref up, covers Brock, Brock kicks out. So then Roman hits a, kind of like an awkward looking spear on Brock from behind, mm-hmm. covers, but they're right next to the rope, so Brock grabs it. Mm-hmm. Roman hits another spear, but then Brock locks on a Kimura. Mm-hmm. And Ro- Roman's selling it, trying to get to the ropes. Paul Heyman pushes the rope just a little bit closer so Roman could grab it. And so Roman's talking to Heyman, and he says, oh, I think my shoulder's out. My shoulder's out from the Kimura. So Brock gets him up for an F5. Roman escapes that and hits another spear to get the win. Like, we didn't mm-hmm. have, like, a guillotine maybe finish. Like, remember when, when Undertaker beat Brock mm-hmm. after Brock broke the streak, and he had him in Hell's Gate, and mm-hmm. Brock couldn't escape, and he just flipped off Undertaker to the Defiant finish and passed out. We didn't even get that. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Now, I mean, at this point with these guys, we've seen each of them eat their respective finishers. And Roman's got the spear. He's got the Superman punch. I mean, I know these days it's mainly the spear. And then he's got, like you said, the uh, the submission thing. Um, That it just, it's sort of meaningless these days. It's not like there's a move where it's like, oh my God, he just hit that. He's going to win now. It's like, all right, so which number spear is this? How many more is it going to take? And that's why I was hoping they would bring something new exactly. to this. Because even, hey, even with the, you just mentioned the Undertaker stuff, they did do something kind of new each time they fought. I grant, grant it was only like three times, but still, I mean, these guys have done what? I don't know, six, seven so big time six, matches. Sixth pay per view match, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. Uh, let's go ahead and answer some questions. And then, yeah, uh, Roman holds up both titles. We get the W Wrestling thumbnail. And then uh, and then that's it. Uh, highlight some of your questions here in the chat. We'll stick around and answer some of them. Uh, let's see here. It's just Vernon asks, between the two of you, who can sell the Stone Cold Stunner better? It depends if we have just played basketball or not. Because if we have just oh, played sure. basketball, I will probably sell a stunner like Vince. I'll just collapse. <laughs> if my knees are feeling good, feeling fresh, I might have a, a, a Pat McAfee selling me. 
I could probably I think I could coordinate enough to do the Pat McAfee. I don't think I don't think one of us would do it better than the other. You might be a bit more hesitant because you have neck issues. I have a bad neck, yeah. Uh I and I might be a little less hesitant. So maybe I'd have the advantage, but I don't know. Uh let's see here. Mayor Planet um, Houston, what were your favorite matches from any promotion that happened during Mania weekend? Uh the two that stick out the most are Bianca and Becky from last night and then FTR and the Briscoes from Supercard of Honor. Yeah, I don't think anything else really. Yeah, yeah, that's that's going to be the two for me. I mean, in terms of matches, you know, in terms of entertainment value, uh, that Knoxville match was something else. That was fun. That was fun. But uh, but no, I, honestly, like I haven't even had time to watch many of the other matches uh, that that have gone down in the other promotions. I know GCW had like twelve yeah, shows there was a ton or something. Of shows, I know, I know. Mm-hmm. Uh, Zoe Jeremy, who dethroned Roman Steiner. Breaker? Mm, no, I, I, don't think I, so. I have a really hard time thinking that they see him the way they see Gable Stevenson. Yeah, I I think Gable Stevenson might be too might be too new. I mean, Roman might. I don't know, man. They they push they push people hard sometimes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Drew kicked out of an end of days. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's going to be. No, it's either going to be. Here's the bigger question, dude. Hmm. Do you think they know? Do you think they have any ideas? Do you think they I have a short list? I think they would probably like Gable to be the guy. Gable mm-hmm. Stevenson. Mm-hmm. It just depends if he is the guy. Yeah, right. Yeah. I could see Austin Theory being the guy if they were going to go another year or two. Yeah, it's going to be a little bit for Austin you Theory. Think, yeah. I mean,. Sometimes it just it's a flip of the switch, you know, like Cena. It was like boom, they found it and mm-hmm. they locked it in. Mm-hmm. But it was but still I don't know. a year or so or more than that before he won the top, the world title. He had a US title run before he, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, got sure. to that yeah. level. But I mean he debuted in two thousand two. Yeah. And, and he had the US title in two thousand four. Yeah. And then the world title in two thousand five. That's yeah, three yeah. years. Yeah. Uh let's see here. Uh, uh, White Brownie, yeah. tomorrow does Cody interact with Roman or do we get a build towards a rematch with Seth for Backlash? I assume Backlash is all rematches. I know. That's my assumption. I know it was like half rematches Basically last year. But yeah. Uh, Midnight Fowler with Vader and the Steiner brothers both in. Is there anyone left from WCW to induct in the Hall of Fame? Sid. I like that you consider Sid from WCW. He did. Well, he, was a, he had a couple runs at WCW. No, I know, time. but he also had a cup. He he was a very no, much. He was like he was like the Monday Night Wars guy. He was just boom boom boom, forth, boom 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 boom. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Lou says this WrestleMania felt different, almost like the start of a new era for WWE. Or am I reading too much into this because WrestleMania was better than years past? I think this is an instance where they were just trying to throw as much stuff at this mania as possible, just to make it seem like a huge deal. I think that's their thing. I think I think that's what they're going to do. I think they might. It'll be interesting to see if they start to inch towards SummerSlam in the same respect. Mm-hmm. If they're going to start trying to make that okay, we've got WrestleMania and then in August. But I kind of feel like it's always going to be WrestleMania is going to be the thing that no matter what, they're going to do the best they can yeah. to bring what they do best because they don't really do weekly television all that no. great. But I don't think they really endeavor to. To be honest, no, with I don't you. think they do either. Really. Uh, John Elite with Cody showing up last night. Should AEW be mentioned in any capacity whatsoever? If they didn't mention him last night, they probably aren't going to mention him. Period. Cody, when he does his promo on Monday, might 
reference them on air. Like all the interviews he's done, the digital exclusive, he hasn't, you know, named the company by name, but he's referenced them. So they should, but he's not going to. Yeah. But they should. They, I, I wish they weren't so weird about stuff like that. I know. Uh, Bear winning was Mania 38 in your top five manias of all time. Also, should Pat become a full-time active wrestler? Pat should do whatever Pat wants to do. I, I want Pat on commentary. So as a fan, as a fan, I want him on commentary. I don't want him to be wrestling. I yeah. think that... I think he probably his body probably got even though he was he was a punter his body probably got plenty beat up in the NFL. Uh, I would think that his bump card from that is probably fairly full. Yeah. Every once in a while, a match for Pat McAfee, great. I love him on commentary. Oh, he's so good. As far as this being top five mania of all time, I have to think about it because he got thirty. Uh, simply because we were there, thirty ones on the list for me. 31 was a good one, though. Good 31 show. was a good one. I thought 35 was a really good one. Mm-hmm. He had the had uh, Kofi Mania. You had Becky at mm-hmm. the end. Oh, that was a really solid one. Of course, you got 17. You got 19. Um, yeah, there's I'd have to, to yeah, I, like you said, I'd have to think about it. Yeah. I'd have to think about uh, it, too. Uh, Burr Winning says, how long until they ununify the titles? Let me ask you this. If they ununify the titles, what's more likely? Uh, tomorrow or three months from now. It very well might be tomorrow. I kind of feel like it's going to be this week or not. Mm-hmm. That's I come kind of leaning towards. It's either going to be this week or it's not going to be, or it's not going to happen. He's going to come out tomorrow and say, my contractual obligation doesn't, doesn't include raw. I'm SmackDown guy. Fox wanted me. And then he just like drops the title yeah, and leaves. leaves. I know. Uh, Notorious LFG says, "Do you think that night one will remain the wrestling night? And night two will be the entertainment night." No, I think that seen. they're just. I, I they're they're probably just going to try to give a little bit of both on on both shows. I mean, dude, it's not like Edge versus AJ wasn't a wrestling match. Oh yeah, you yeah. know what I mean. Yeah, there's plenty like, of wrestling tonight. There was plenty of wrestling tonight. There was plenty plenty of wrestling yesterday. I think that they they try to even out. The uh, the entertainment value uh, with uh, the wrestling stuff. Um, let's see here. Uh, Nightfall says, "I think the last two manias were great. I loved last year's mania. I, I I remember last year's mania. I liked it. I liked night one better than night two, but I think I remember night two being all right. Yeah, night one was fun last year. Mm-hmm. Night two got off to a bad bad foot last year when they had uh, Orton beat the Fiend." Oh, that was that was that was booty. Yeah, it was absolutely. All right, everybody. Twitch chat, stick around for a little bit. We're gonna find somebody to raid. Thanks everybody for tuning in. We so so appreciate yes, it. Thank you so much. We will be back tomorrow with our WrestleMania Fallout news brief episode. We'll talk stand and deliver uh, then too, and we'll review stand and deliver. That's absolutely correct. Thanks everybody for tuning in. Until next time, we'll talk to you later. Goodbye. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience 
and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that.